Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Football. Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. Yeah, Max Starks is here joining us for the next hour of Maximum Football. we got so many wonderful topics to talk to you about, Max, that you probably don't even know what they are yet. I have no clue, but I'm here for all of it. What's it like out there? We're locked in this glass cage of emotion. We can just see the weather changing every four minutes. I mean, it, it feels kind of like a tropical storm in Florida right now. Really? Which is just a little bit of rain, yeah. gray outside, a little windy. That tree was moments. sideways before. Is that an issue? No. Okay. No, no. It's still standing. Totally fine. Still standing. It's true. It might be propped up against the building, but it's still Tell standing. Tell me that is not a Pittsburgh sky right there. Are you kidding me? Come on. Oh, yeah. No. no and, and, and that's the sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is summer. Yeah. This, 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 this time of year, yeah. This is a sunny day in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to start this off with some audio of Sean McVay as we head into Week 10's Cardinals-Rams matchup. And in case you haven't been paying too close of attention, the Rams are in trouble themselves. Here's Sean McVay. You know, we've got to really figure out a lot of different things to be able to do. And we got to, you know, whether it's different players, whether it's different scheme, different things like that. But this is not good enough. Um, and I have to do better, too. I'm a, I'm a huge part of this. And, uh, you know, that's just the reality of where we're at right now. And he added this about the offense. Changes have to be made. Adjustments have to be made. Um, we can't continue to go on like this. And, um, you know, what that looks like, I don't necessarily have the exact answers right now. Um, you know, and what I don't want to have anything be misunderstood is that I'm not in this with those guys. I'm a big part of this. I have to do better. Um, we're going to stay connected throughout this, but we do have to be able to look inward and, and figure out what are some of the solutions, Changes, adjustments, different things that we have to do to be able to get different results and different production from our offense. Max, they talk about the Super Bowl hangover. I feel like that usually is applied to the team that loses the Super Bowl, but the Rams are, they look very hungover right now at three and five, and their offense can't move the ball. I don't even think they're hungover. I think they're still drunk. No. <laughs> Super Bowl drunk. <laughs> Metaphorically yeah. speaking. Metaphorically speaking. Obviously, it's not 5 p.m. there in L.A. right now. In fact, they're an hour behind us. So, so it's 11 a.m. Exactly. So uh, so they can't even – they shouldn't be getting drunk. Um, but, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this team – this is also even more so than the Super Bowl hangover. This is more so the de facto result of when you go all in for one year, for one shot, right? And you pick guys, point. you pick guys in that you know are only here for this year. So why would you expect multiple years of contributions when you're going for one shot? <laughs> That's a, it is a great point. Although Eminem told us you only get one shot, and they and they hit their shot, they so they shouldn't be upset about the way they're playing because you hit your one shot, right? <laughs> he needs to write a follow up song called Three and Five in the in the halfway point of the season. <laughs> you better lose yourself in the losing. <laughs> you know what I love though too about that cut? I can't get over it. But Sean McVay is accountability. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, he he goes to great lengths to let you know that it's me. I'm part of the problem as well. I am involved. He expounded on that. Um, you know, that's leadership to me, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the way you have to do it. I mean, and like you said, there's appropriate times when the leader needs to fall on the sword, and there's other times where. 
you know, it's like there's only so much I can do, you know. And I think for him, admitting that lets you know that, okay, this isn't just all on the players. Like, I have an active hand in this, too. I'm no longer getting up at 3.30 a.m. thinking about and drawing plays in the middle of the night. I wait till 5 a.m. You know, <laughs> I have sought comfort with, with this Super Bowl ring that's under my pillow every night. But at the same time, when you can acknowledge that, it's refreshing for your players not to feel like they're like they have the bullseye on their back all the time because they're getting that every Sunday. Oh yeah. When you're the champ, you are getting that bullseye everywhere. That's where it's like, oh my gosh, how could how could the Rams lose to such and such? It's like no, because you're getting such and such insert team name here their best shot every single week yeah. for an entire year. They don't care about your record. They want to pour dirt on that record even more so. So you know. I've gone through it and it and it sucks. <laughs> a guy that you're like, this dude only has three tackles, Yo. and like all of a sudden, it's like, what, what, where the hell did ten tackles come from? Yo. Like this dude's got his hair on fire because he knows this is his Super Bowl. Because you were the winner, this is as close as he's going to get. And <laughs> so, again, too, uh, you know, I did not mean to recuse any of the players from this oh, whatsoever. No. no, hopefully it's twice as bad inside the locker room in terms of saying that. What this is me? I got to get better. I mean, hopefully you've got those guys inside that locker room. You know it, man. I mean, listen, leadership, so many, so much of the time, I think a lot of people think of leadership like some guy that's rah, 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 rah. You know, some guy that's yeah. up there and, you know, he loves to talk in front of the team and loves to get you fired up and motivated. It, it, no. I think leadership is, is about accountability. And it starts with you yourself looking at yourself going, man, I, I got to get better. It starts with you holding yourself to a standard you will not allow your teammates even to be held to. Well, I think first it comes down to you must look inward before you can emote outward. Thank you. Right. What is the old saying? What is it? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Point one finger at someone else. Three three more point back at you. Yeah. Wolf's just pointing around the studio. What what am I talking about? What what is it, Max? But but when you do this, though, it's like you're pointing at a lot of people. So three fingers aren't as big anymore when you start pointing all When you're pointing at 50 others. (laughs) All of you. Notice the hands outward. No. Well, Um, in the dark days, back my way out of a couple of places and pointed at people. Like, yeah. I mean. but, but I think but I think I think you're right, Wolf. Like it comes down to the simple fact that you must self-evaluate and self-scout on a weekly basis. You must take account for what you're you're responsible for. Tell right? the truth. You're you're one eleventh, right? What does my one eleventh look like against the other one elevenths? But know what my one eleventh is. Yeah, and knowing if they, hey. because yours may actually be two fifths. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You might have you, it might have cascaded onto somebody else, <laughs> and I think that's where you have to kind of be honest about. It. That's why I'm always wary of the guy that just comes out and starts pointing fingers at everybody else. Aaron Rodgers comes to mind. Yes. Right? Interesting. As opposed to Aaron Rodgers taking accountability for the fact that I did not spend time with you guys in the offseason. I didn't play in any preseason games to help you guys ease into how I think in a game mode. Yes. I just went out there and expected you to do what everybody else does. Get on the same page with me, but I'm not going to be here. Exactly. I'm not going to be on the same page as you. I need you to catch up. Yeah. So, but, but yet, but yet I'm not going to tell you what page I'm on no. ahead either. You're just going to have to keep reading until you get there, and then I'll let you 
you know when you've arrived. By the way, I'd like 50 plus million. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, all and ben then I'll decide if I'm coming back at the last yeah, second. Uh, you know, um, and I'll tell Pat McAfee and he can tell you. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. I do correct. not communicate. I communicate through Pat. Um, <laughs> or at least Pat's hair. <laughs> 50 million. And if Devontae Adams walks away, well, you yeah, know. But you better I mean, replace him. You know, that's, I guess that's the NFL. Get me another Devontae Adams in this draft that's instantly as good as but him. please, I'd like 50 million yeah, a year. That's the important part. Don't forget the 50 million. Uh, uh, that's with zeros. Yes, with so zeros. Yeah. Especially uh, then I could go on an, you know, an excursion in Brazil and lick toads. <laughs> Uh, every time we get to there's the a toad, medicine for everything. There's a medicine for everything. Wolf, I lose it. Max, real quick here before we hit the break. I my motivation, if I'm the Cardinals, aside from okay, we can make the playoffs. Still, if you believe that, is we can pretty much end the Rams season, and they ended our season last year. Don't you kind of need to be petty at this point? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And, my, and the words of my good friend Bertrand Barry. Petty Crocker is in the kitchen. Bake that petty, bake that petty cake. You know. <laughs> All right. Text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at six twenty six twenty. Right now, we come back another crazy week around the NFL and a crazy season. We're going to take you through everything next with some overreactions. Maximum football continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. With Wolf and Luke, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Max Starks is here. So we're going to do some uh, overreactions. I'm going to throw this out to Wolf and Max. You tell me. I'm going to throw out a statement that could be considered an overreaction. Okay. You tell me how you feel about it, okay? Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with this one. Okay. You don't even know what it is yet. I'm just I, 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 very I'm, supportive. I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious. <laughs> Justin Fields is the best quarterback from the 2021 draft. <laughs> so your other candidates <clears throat> are uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, Sam Ellinger. Um, you know what? I'm just going to say it's still too early. <laughs> well, then, like I guess you're, you're saying that's an overreaction. Then I, I'm okay. saying that's an overreaction. All right. All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, still fine. too early but, to say that. Make that claim. Wolf answers questions. But what about to this point? You're starting well, a team who is the, tomorrow. Who, who is the better quarterback to this point of all of those guys? Yeah, um, it's not like I've I've seen a ton of them, but I have seen Justin. I'm hearing a lot of it's still too early else. right now. Well, I'm, I'm just hearing. saying, you know, coming into this, Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, those two guys, I needed to see a large sample size. Um, Jalen Hurts got off to a much better start than Justin Fields yes, got off. Yes, hundred percent, no yeah. doubt about that. So, um, haven't seen a ton of Justin Fields, but right now you'd have to say that if you're saying right now, yeah, I'd. Say Justin Fields. It would have to be him or Trevor Lawrence, right? If you and, were redrafting right now, number one. Well, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't even pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, to be I honest, I'm with you. I, one guy I have seen a lot of <laughs> this season is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> yeah, I've called two games that he's played. So there who you else go. Would it, even, it would have to be Justin Fields, right? It'd have to be. Okay, it'd have to be Justin Fields. Just, I mean, Zach Zach Wilson. He just he's isn't a wild great, going. great quarterback. He he's an athlete. I think he's a step above a Taysom Hill type at this point, but not much further than that. For me, I think a quarterback needs 
all of three years to develop. I oh, do. Absolutely. I, I, I refuse this franchise quarterback. He's a franchise. No, you drafted him in the first round, but he's not a franchise quarterback yet. Yeah, it takes time to determine whether you're a franchise quarterback. Hey, I sat on it with Kyler Murray for three years before I'd call him a franchise quarterback. He'd been to the Pro Bowl. He'd won off offensive yeah, rookie of the year. I remember the day he waited till he beat the Rams. Once he beat the Rams last yes, year, so that was like barely a year ago. Yes, yeah. I did. Do you I still feel that way? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Coming up next, does Wolf still feel that way? Yes. yes. All right. Needs help. Uh, yeah. uh, potential overreaction number two: the Indianapolis. Colts have lost their minds. Max, I'll start with you. <laughs> I, uh, um, the, the, I can't put the entire Colts organization as a singular hive mind network. Jim Irsay. Yes, there we go. Okay, let's get specific. Yes, Jim Irsay has, in fact, I don't even know if he's had his mind the last couple of years, but whatever was left was definitely lost with his yeah. decision making. I think there was a lot of bourbon and filterless camels involved. And, I think and it, other products we're not going to say on air. Oh, please stop. <laughs> You saw his face. You saw his face. Don't act like that. Don't act like that. You saw his face. I seriously. Feels like he was just watching TV and he's like, oh, we got to make a change. And Jeff Saturday showed up and he was like, here's something that happened in football this what? week. And Jim's like, him. What are your thoughts and, on but here's Jeff the thing. Saturday? So Jeff went into the Ring of Honor, right, on Sunday for the Colts yeah. before that dis- dismal display. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right place, right time. Jim Irsay didn't even mention this job to him on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Well, it wasn't available on Sunday. <laughs> By Sunday night, you knew what you were going, and I'm sure there was an after party that Jim Mercy was hosting. I, I, I'm going to go out, go out on a limb and say that, and then you decide on Monday. You know what? Jeff, well, do you really want to fly back to Connecticut or do you want to stay here in Now that you're in the Ring of Honor, <laughs> is it really that much more work to coach the know. team? Do, do we have Jeff Saturday's response? Because remember what he said, um, just yeah. how unbelievable it was to him. Here you go. Ready? This is Jeff Saturday. This is your NFL head coach, Max. This is his response. Yep. Shock would be an understatement, right? Shock would be an understatement. So, uh, yeah, we, we had the conversation and it, it escalated quickly. I feel fully <laughs> capable, excited about the opportunity, eight games to, you know, now listen, here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh, preconceived notion that I'm going to be some spectacular anything. I know I got to work hard, and uh, I'm you know I'm auditioning not only for this one, but for for 31 others, just like everybody else in this game. How does a conversation escalate to you're our next NFL head coach? Like, how does that, where does that conversation start? You are the next. <laughs> yeah. NFL head coach. I'm sure when that happened, I mean, it, it, it frustrates me, right? Because yes. I feel like it does a disservice to the or, to, to the profession in and of itself. The coaches, and we talked during break. Yes, what coaches have gotten passed over? Over Quite and over few. and over and over again. You just want Marsha and Lynch. Yeah, I just, I just want, yeah, exactly. And over and, and, over, over, and, and over and over and over. That's awesome. Yeah. You got to run through somebody's face. That's what I learned from Marsha. <laughs> exactly. And, and you just, he was literally on ESPN like the day before. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he literally has, and I know everybody wants to point reference to a high school over, game that he. Over and over and over and over and over and over. Thank yeah, you, Marshawn. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's that's how I feel. Like, how stupid is this? Over and over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. But, like, I, I'm you, you could be mad at Jim Irsay for, for, for this, but I'm a little upset with Jeff for accepting it. 
Really? Right? Because I feel like there's a response. Like, if I'm a, if I'm a player in the locker room, Wolf, yeah. you know this too. Right. Imagine walking into morning meetings on Wednesday yeah. after an embarrassing loss that everybody's told you how bad you suck. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, we want to announce our new head coach. Oh, the the, the ESPN guy? Yeah. Okay, what's his background? Mm. Uh, okay, okay, he doesn't have any college. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he's maybe he's coached. Maybe he's been a GA or some type of analyst in the end. No, yeah. no, no, analyst for ESPN. That, that, that's it. After playing, he went to television. What do you say to the coaches that are sitting around the big rectangle in the coach's office when you're telling them? What it is you're gonna do? Well, you know, the first thing you do is you're like, wait a second, let me let me go ahead. Oh, okay, let me get myself a little bit higher. Be, be the big boy here, because I am in the big boy chair for the moment. You have, I mean, all I can say is, hey, sorry guys, this is the best option. <laughs> yes, here's the one thing that really blew my mind too is suddenly you're an ESPN analyst. This is what you're doing. You've got a good career as well. I mean, just yeah. Saturday, you've got a good career, and then all of a sudden you get this. What do you want me to coach? You want me to be the interim head coach because Jim Ursay is calling you, whatever it may be, and it escalates quickly, and you're you're the coach, and now all of a sudden you're thinking, man. There's only 31 other guys who have this job. I want this job. It was never something on his radar. Right. Out of nowhere now, you want to be the head coach going forward. So it just lets you know that greed and power hunger is a real thing. (laughs) It feels like the conversation was like, hey, Jeff, do you like football? Yeah. You're our next coach. What? (laughs) <laughs> like that's what the conversation are you serious? Is. Are you serious? Coach the Colts, so, like your kids' team or what? There was some information that came out this morning. Um, Zach Kiefer, who I believe covers the Colts, um, he could be the next coach. Yeah, he covers the Colts in the NFL for the Athletic. He said that the first call from Jim Ursay to Jeff Saturday came during Sunday's game, and he clarified that tweet. And he said Saturday said Ursay asked him, "What the hell is wrong with our protection?" No mention of Frank Reich or an interim head coaching job. They must have given the right answer. Wow. Exactly. That answer must have been worth yeah. a head coaching gold. gig, if, to say the if least. You can answer this one question, you'll be the next coach but, of the team. But here's the thing. That's what an offensive consultant and an assistant offensive line coach is for. If you're asking about yeah, protection, sure. that doesn't equate to head coach. Like, I can offer thoughts all day. In fact, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm going I'm to text but I would you never... during the next Cardinals game, Max, and be like, yeah. what's wrong with the protection? Exactly. Like, if Steve Kime called to say, hey, Max, um, what's wrong with the protections? All right, by the way, are you interested in being the next head coach? <laughs> I, would, I, would say no, like, I would say no. I never desired it. Right. And therefore, I, I understand how hard it is. Yeah. It's hard to be a head coach. It's hard to win football games, let alone be the guy responsible for the collection of human beings that have to win those football games. For me, it wouldn't be the dudes. It wouldn't be the dudes inside the locker room as much as it would be the coaches. No, they're just, but they're just as equally important. Yeah, I'm just saying, you guys yeah. have done this forever, and oh, by the way, I'm your head coach. Oh, oh by, by the way, over. hey, what times meetings? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, can you do my job can, can, for can me? You, can, no, no, no. Can, can you actually give me the entire playbook? And also, can you explain it to me uh, in 15 <laughs> minutes or less? Because I got this press conference I got to go do. Um, you know where? I know he knows where the bathroom is and where the head coach's office is. Yeah, but you have. No idea of how they run things. Like, you don't even know what the practice procedures are. 
Well, he's got uh, f- like four days to find out. Uh, well, he found out, he found out today because we're oh, good. two he's, hours behind. Also, oh, yeah. So, he's yeah. good to go now. <laughs> they should do hard knocks with them again. Smashing Pumpkins and yeah. Jane's Addiction are coming to the Footprint Center for the Spirits on Fire Tour November 18th. So head to the contest page now on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. We come back. How can the Cardinals overcome some of these injuries to their offensive line? We're going to ask Max next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> With Wolf and Luke, brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Max Starks is here. It's Maximum Football, as we do every Wednesday. I want to pass this along, though, for the basketball fans. Chris Paul is now listed as out by the Suns for tonight's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So no Chris Paul this evening. Well... Campaign? Here we Here's go. your shot. Campaign. <laughs> campaign season. The campaign campaign. Uh, it's a good time for campaign. So, um, Max, the biggest similarity right now between the Cardinals and the Rams might be the simple fact that everybody on both offensive lines is hurt. And yeah. um, I don't care about the Rams, so we can set them aside for a second. But with yeah. the Cardinals, what are you supposed to do when you have three of your five starters out and then some of your backups? And then, like last week, okay, they get DJ Humphreys back, but then Will Hernandez goes out mid-game. I never played offensive line in the NFL, but my understanding has always been a big part of an offensive line's success is the cohesiveness of the group getting to play together right up there with like talent level of just at least lining up next to the same guy for a few games in a row. Yeah, no, this is what we like to call a cluster. Hmm. <laughs> Insert line below. We, we understand another four-letter I'm word in the bars. King's English oh. that you can. Um, behind said cluster. Oh, okay. And, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. I mean... But the biggest thing that you can do as an offense to help that offensive line out is to make it simple. (laughs) That means don't do 17 motions pre-snap and confuse the picture even more. The guy sees the mic, let him stay the mic. (laughs) Don't go from 3 by one to 2 by 2 and then I formation to... Don't do all of that. Simply, simply... No, Siri, I don't need your help. Um, Wait, does Siri have an answer for uh, the coach protection? It actually came up as like a math problem, so we're not going to get into that. (laughs) I promise you there will be no math. Oh, analytics. Yeah, yeah. Analytics, you're out. Siri's, Siri's out if she does analytics. Yeah, we know you don't do math. Yeah. Hey, Craig gets mad at me for doing math in the morning. (laughs) I bet he does. Um, But but you have to make it as simple as possible. If you want your team to be successful and get through this game, you have to make the image as simple as possible for your offensive line so that they can cleanly communicate. And you also have to get up to the line of scrimmage a lot sooner. Just so they have time to work it out. That's your best bet for a Band-Aid on a broken bone. Like essentially, I also think too. You know what? They're running some very base plays, plays that are fundamental yeah. to your offense. You have to be able to identify those fundamental plays for your offensive linemen, especially the backups, right? Well, and especially running them early, so they get it in their head and they they have a snapshot against the opponent, and then you start to build off of it as the game progresses. As you start to see success, now you can add a little bit more to it. Okay, maybe instead of us going, you know. 12 personnel, two tight ends, and one on each side. Maybe 
by third quarter, I could now shift that tight end and put him as a wing on the opposite side and still run the same play. Like that's what that's kind of how elementary and fundamental you have to get with this. And don't don't get exotic. I get those trick plays. I get I get you want to you want to catch them off guard. You're not in a position to run. You're those not right in a now. position to do that right now. You have lost that ability with the health of your team. Now you have to go with what is best for the overall success of the personnel that I have, not the personnel that I want, not the philosophy that I believe in, and not the way that I drew it up in training camp. It's real life practical application at this point. Yeah, yeah. If your car is running out of gas, you're just trying to get to the gas station. It's not exactly. drag racing season or whatever. Turn the air. Conditioning off, <laughs> just crack the window just going. a little bit. You you're know, in survival mode. And and when you're going downhill, take your foot off yeah, the gas. That's you know, gas. Conserve it. You have eight miles left in your tank. When you watch this team, Max, do you feel like they are doing that? Because what you said right here at the start of the segment, I think, is the biggest thing. The Cardinals' offensive line is shredded by injuries. It's it's yeah. not fair. But uh, the Rams aren't going to feel bad for them. Seattle didn't feel bad for them. I'm pretty sure San Francisco is not going to feel bad for them in Mexico City next week. So you have to come up with something and what you just said is the most logical thing I've heard as far as an answer because you can't go out there and just sign three Pro Bowl offensive linemen. No, you, you, they aren't there. No. They aren't there because we would have saw it at the trade deadline if that was the case. Right? I, I didn't. Hope. We didn't see a single offensive lineman moved by the trade deadline. So that just lets you know how scarce of a resource it is for good offensive linemen and those that have them are trying to keep them. They're not trying to deal them out no matter what you offer them. And I think the other thing is once you figure that out for your offensive line, now to talk about your quarterback, right? To get into Kyler Murray's head, give him some stuff that's on the move, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be a sitting duck in the backfield. I think you have to do that and pre-design it, whether you're going front side with sprints or whether you're going quarter, half quarter rollouts to the backside off of a play action move. You've got to do these things to create space for him. Because if you just sit him back in the pocket, space shrinks really quickly when you have a shredded offensive line. So you're going to have to do some of those things, but don't give me 17 different motions pre-snap. Yo. Just kind of line Changing up. the mic. Is that what you're saying? Do not change the mic. <laughs> do not change it. Even if it is a hot, don't change yeah. it. Know where the hot is coming from and get the ball out. <laughs> so when you look at the Rams right now, though, I mean, the Rams are suffering the same thing. Their bad. offense, Max, their offense is bad. It's terrible. It's no. bad. It's, and it's, it's all because it, it's the classic example. I say this all the time. Your offensive line needs to be good enough to let your skill do what they do. It needs to be good enough to let your skill, your talent, show. And right now, that's not happening for the Rams. And I would say largely the same thing for the Cardinals at this point. But I will give the advantage to the quarterback position on the Cardinals. I would take Kyler Murray over Matthew Stafford 12 out of 12 times because I think that we saw the penultimate result of Matt Stafford last season. And like a like a good stick of bubblegum, Wolf, you can only chew it once. No matter how good it is, you can only chew it once. And then you got to discard it. You got that one chew out of Matthew Stafford. 
And now this is the result afterwards. It's lost its flavor. It's inability. It's broken up. You know, it's like it's like we remember the old baseball card gum that used to come in, like that hard yes. brick that would disintegrate once you put it between your teeth. Oh, those are still out there. If you go buy a pack, I bet from like 1995, I bet it's still in there. Oh, it's still in there. We should do that on the air. One of us eat that gum. <laughs> yeah, that way yeah, you want somebody to puke on air. <laughs> I guess the cameras will be going, so you can, yeah, so can catch like anything for the cameras. But yeah, I mean, Matthew, you bought him for one reason. You traded you traded him and Jared Goff for one reason and one reason only. That was to win a Super Bowl. Accomplishment done. Now you can't unchew the bubble gum. And now it's losing its flavor rapidly. And that's also to go with a shaky offensive line because he needed a great offensive line. You know, in order to do sure. what he did. But then after this season, like you said, the Super Bowl attrition outside of the drunkenness slash hangover is the attrition afterwards. Once you win a Super Bowl, guess what? Everybody wants a piece of that Super Bowl. Yes. They want a little yep. bit of taste of the dust. Yeah. You know, they want to they they want your guys. They want to post them because they want to bring that magic over to them. Right. They want the fairy dust. And right now, Buffalo's, of course, experiencing that fairy dust with Von Miller. But you got an issue with Josh Allen. Um, Andrew Whitworth retires. You don't really have. You didn't that have a was, contingency that, plan that killed him. That killed him. You lost leadership. You lost experience, and you lost the blindside protector. Note that was boom. a three for one. Note Boom is not that guy. Yeah, and he's, he's an injured. Note Boom, so he's yeah, even less exactly. Of that guy. So he's a Note Boo. You know, not um, Boom, not, not Boom, not Boom, and not No Boo down there at Fashion Square at no. the restaurant. That's delicious. Um, but so now you're sitting Took there, you and, to bring and, up and you and you can't and you can't run the football. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like one thing that would at least supplement is like, okay, if our offensive line is going to be patchwork, go forward and cause destruction, right? Maul. Do what you do best. And they can't even do that. So now you're even at more of a stress. And the defense... It, it's been picked over. It's been posted. Yes, you have still have Aaron Donald. Yes, you still have Jalen Ramsey. And we, the old adage was, "Hey, if you got Aaron Donald, you know everybody's going to be great." It is not the case. It is not the case because your offense is only scoring eleven points a game. The uh, the the actual number. The Cardinals are averaging twenty two point six points per game. So just to give everybody okay. the, the reference point, the Rams are averaging sixteen point four. So more. And than that's only because points, of the first three games. Yeah, more <laughs> than six points less per game than the Cardinals. That's what's that's what the Cardinals are going up against this week. Uh, all right, when we come back, Jalen Ramsey just flat out called out the Rams offense. So what could that do to their locker room in L.A.? Maximum football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. Final hour of the show, live from the auction community studios on this rainy Wednesday afternoon. Max yeah. is here. That's uh, uh, the final segment of Maximum Football. So I want to play this for you, Max. I don't know if you've even gotten to hear this yet. I just heard it for the first time this morning. Uh, this was a conversation that we had a couple weeks ago when the Cardinals defense was playing really well and the Cardinals offense, you know, the first time they played the Rams or when they played Philly or when they played Seattle were, you know, losing 19 to 9 or 20 to 12. At what point does the defense look across the field and be like, hey, we're doing more than our job. How about you score for us? Well, the Cardinals haven't turned on each other, but the Rams are. Here's Jalen Ramsey uh, from Sunday. Should not have went. I had to go back on the field. 
and have some dogs who gonna go get it. Be like, like we shouldn't come to the sideline after a big stop like that, and and our coaches or the other side or whoever telling us, man, y'all, we gonna need y'all one more time. We are gonna need y'all one more time. Like, what the f- we just we made a big stop, turnover on downs with with a minute and some change left, and and no timeouts for for nobody. You gotta have some dogs. It's like, man, f- all that. We gonna we gonna end this game right now. All right, so that's Jalen Ramsey. What do you think when you hear that, Max? He ain't wrong. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you go and do your job, the other side should be invigorated, excited. Like, yes, I want in on that party too, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they just they, they just cooked the pig out there. I'm going I'm going to get my piece, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when they bring in free free food to the newsroom and everybody just runs out there. Yes. Exactly. That's what it should be. By the way that Jalen Ramsey described it, and that's why I'm sorry, I'm laughing as I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> was like, hey, that was great. Uh but we're gonna need you. One more time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially after a big yeah. stop. A big, a big stop turnover on downs on a one-score game, and you're like, we're going to need you one more time. Hey, hey, don't walk off like you're all bad. Don't walk off like you're all bad. Just don't because you that. did something good doesn't mean you're good. No, that is, man. That's, that would be a little deflating right there. I get that. Oh, I would be pissed. If, if, <laughs> just do your yeah. job. You do your job. We just did ours. You one eleventh, one eleventh, guys. Have some decorum. Uh, here's Sean McVay's reaction to uh, to hearing Jalen Ramsey's comments. I talked to Jalen, and um, I am aware of those things. Talked to you know, I talked with him this morning. Jalen's a great competitor. You know, he would say the same thing on the defensive side of the ball if the roles were reversed. So he's always going to be honest. He wants to win. He's passionate about this. He is uh, he is supportive of his teammates, but he wants them to want to do well and wants them to expect to do well and have that confidence that's exuded. And that's no different than when you hear him talk to his fellow teammates on the defensive side of the ball. If there's got to be an opportunity to be able to rise up and make a play or if there hasn't been that delivered in certain instances over the last few years. That is what? What do you want? Four words. Okay. He ain't wrong. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard a long-winded version of "He ain't wrong." <laughs> this guy, man, or he is not wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, that's uh, let me do yeah, my math. That's exactly. I did a contraction. It was uh, yeah. He anyways, is not wrong. He is not wrong. Uh, uh, that, that's exactly what he said in, in a very formal uh, twenty-second longer version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but yeah, because he's like. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to come off the field after having this awesome moment and look to the other side of the ball that's coming off the field and say, hey, that was yeah. great, but we're going to need you to do that yeah, one more time. We can't do that, so we just get ready to do or, it again. Or they run to the side like, why didn't you score? <laughs> you know what, honestly, I'm on though, have, you ever been, have you ever been on a team, I think I've asked you this before, but have you ever been on a team where there was that schism, a divide between the offense and defense? I never have. I, I've never been on the, To me, it was always, just do your job. Yeah, yeah, just shut it. You do your job. I'll do mine. I don't care. Hey, maybe you will need me again to bust that wedge <laughs> because uh, those were the what? stakes I was dealing in. But okay, if, I'm not talking about winning and losing games. Bust if you are busting the wedge, that means you scored, <laughs> right? That's the other That's thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, it's different if you came to the core four group and said that to them yeah. versus the actual see, defensive that's, your that's, 
unit. <laughs> where I would have been like, oh, you're going to need me one more. You're going to need me more than that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but once I mean, again, that's, that's, I don't care. That's so a, what? That's but, a special teams mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's different when you're saying to the ball that has to possess and said either score or deny scores on yes. a multiple play basis <laughs> and not the one shot. <laughs> and spend some time right on the field. If, if The part of that that rings true is Jalen Ramsey being like, okay, we just made the stop. We're going to walk off the field. And 30 seconds later, we're back on the field because Stafford has either thrown it to the other team or it's already a three and out and we're punting. Yeah, and the three and out and no huddle. Yeah, that's, that's a good yeah. feeling. You know exactly what? If you got somebody who said, you know, hey, we're going to need you again, I'd say you shot it. That would be the yeah. one thing. Can you imagine? Oh, the, whether it was your teammate or a coach the, the actually audacity. saying that after you came off, that to me would have been, yeah, that would have been rough. Yeah, such a buzz That kill. would have been jaw to jaw right there. Once Walk again. off the hey, field. Just do your job. Yeah. He ain't wrong. No, he, really yeah, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. <laughs> but I, but but to answer your you question, you gotta say well, it like you're a farmer, though. <laughs> but I, the last time I was on that team was my freshman year of high school, and there was a lot of infighting about who was going to do their job. And it was more so because we had guys playing two way, right? In high yeah. school, you don't have a team of fifty three guys to choose from, especially when you go to a smaller high school. It's like, hey, we got twenty five guys here to field all these different roles. Well, you can't argue with yourself. <laughs> Exactly. Wait a minute, yeah. high school, man. I mean, can't yeah. just get down to yeah. it. The defense, somebody was dating the same girl from the, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, down. Exactly. That was the problem. And, and our safety was also our quarterback. The <laughs> yeah. that existed. As the Colts have taught us, as long as you know high school football, you're good enough to coach in the NFL, Wolf. That's all that matters. Max. But it's not, it's not even high school football that he's coached consistently. He's, like, volunteered at it. Well, that's good to do volunteer work. Uh, okay. Get his hours. Yeah. Once he, still not a head coach. Maybe. Anyway. They think he's volunteering at the NFL level now, right. too. Well, he, I guarantee he's cashing a check, though. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, somebody tell Jim Irsay. And now, all of a sudden, he's like, man, this is going to be my career. I'm auditioning for not only this team, but 31 other teams. 31 other teams. With zero experience. <laughs> but, but his resume is now going to read, <laughs> head coach of the Indianapolis yeah. Colts now he's, 2022. <laughs> now he's got experience. Uh, Max, great stuff, man. Thank all you. All right, my pleasure, guys.